the Koi Gig Pod. Tune in and support us, please. We need every little bit of support. Um, we might be outnumbered here in Australia, but we can definitely feel the love from back home. Subscribe to the feed in the OTB Sports app now. OTB AM. The Sports Breakfast Show from off the ball. We're going to digest the game now further with Linda Gorman, the former Irish international player and manager. Linda, good morning. Morning. How are we keeping? I'm great, thank you. So enough time has passed now for us to properly, um, I guess, have a think about how we feel about yesterday morning. But um, disappointing result considering the bombardment of the Aussie goal that happened late on and we were hoping and expecting a goal. But all the same, you have to be proud of them. Well, yesterday morning, had, had I been asked what would my prediction be, I would not have been able to answer simply because you really don't know how players are going to play on the day. I like to take about 15, 20 minutes to see our people um, how they're managing on the pitch against their opponent and how the flow is going and what type of systems they're playing. Um, so, you know, and then yesterday, I suppose most people didn't give us much of a chance if you look at the track record of Australia. Having said that, I know they missed care, but having said that, um, our girls were so committed all over the pitch. And a great indication of that was, I don't know if anybody else noticed, but I thought it was remarkable that the Aussie centre-halves were putting the ball straight down the middle Mm. to um, our central defenders, because obviously we were getting no joy on the wings, the flanks, you know, and um, that was just... Oh, it was just wonderful to watch. And as the time was going by and the Aussies weren't, you know, scoring because mm-hmm. we had them really contained in the, in the first third. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, my only disappointment was that we left, I thought, and it's not a criticism, it's just an observation because, you know, football is a matter of mm-hmm. opinion. Yeah. I would have loved to see us push players forward a little sooner because once that happened and um, Katie McCabe pushed up uh, we actually bombarded him yeah. you know yeah. absolutely bombarded him and Katie is dangerous in front of goal mm-hmm. passionate we're only talking about She's it if we just had her that bit closer <laughs> yeah fearless you know yeah. and not only herself the other players because what happens is that if you see somebody doing it you'll do it yeah. so it sort of runs right across the um, the whole team particularly up front because we were desperate to score a goal uh, the corners I was um, slightly disappointed in terms of where they were aimed for. Mm. Like you try, the keeper got a couple of them. You try to probably put it in anywhere between the penal box and the six yard, mm. yes. so that you sort of try to commit the goalkeeper. And you know the goalkeeper's not going to get off the line. But if you have the likes of Louise Quinn up there, she'll absolutely her strength and her height. Yeah, yeah, and she's fearless as well. She doesn't care what's in yeah. front of her. We were talking about it this morning, Linda, but um, Amber Barrett not coming off the bench like I thought it was bizarre and, and we were saying this morning like using Louise Quinn and pushing her forward in that sense almost feels like it should be a last resort but were you surprised to see Amber Barrett not I was very surprised and, and all my friends because all, all my friends are ex-international players they were absolutely astounded simply because she is such a goal orientated player mm. yeah. and she had the, she does have the physique to match their defender she's not easily pushed off the ball and as well as that she she just has this drive you know to go and and attack their 
you know, back line in terms of, you know, looking for really good opportunities mm. to score a goal. So, yeah, it was quite a surprise. You know, now I was happy to see um, Abby Larkin on, but I, I hope <clears throat> Abby will look back at it and see the things she should have done. I'm not criticising her in any way, but um, she looked a little bit lost as to where she should put the ball or mm. what she should do. And across one of the crosses, I thought, was a little bit weak. Mm. Well, it's incredible, like 18 years of age and... You know, I was saying that she almost the whole way through the game was beaming like she couldn't believe where she was yeah. Yeah. coming on. She was like, you know, smiling as she was coming on and which is so nice to see. But she, that'll stand to her, you know. Absolutely. Because if you look at the, the Aussies, I mean, Kerr was 15 when she debuted for the senior team. Yeah. And most of the others on average were 17. So and it's good because she was put in a position that she could sort of be protected. She wasn't a defender. Mm-hmm. And if things went wrong, yeah. you know, if her head goes down at such a young age, um, she mightn't have been able to recover. At the same time, she does have an immense amount of ability, you know, and mm. she's lovely skill mm-hmm. and she looks the player. He doesn't she? She's yeah. a proper little baller. Yeah. When we were talking just about Amber Barrett and not coming on, did you like to see Louise Quinn getting pushed forward? Do you think that's the, the right call? Actually... Amber Barrett coming on, to me, we all expected her to come on because she always gives so much. Mm. She's very exciting. Um, she'll run her butt off to for a, for the rest of the team. Yeah, I was a bit quite, mm. dis- well, not disappointed, just a nod call, I thought. Yeah. One uh, one really positive thing, and I think to take from it is that I guess a lot of people in advance were talking about the 80,000 seater stadium. What, was the occasion going to be too big for for some of these players first World Cup game against the hosts and everything that came with it and there was so much talk even Shabana Hearn was talking with us months ago about that moment when the National Anthem was going to be played in front of such a big stadium like the players dealt with the occasion remarkably well I know that they, they didn't get the result but they didn't, it didn't feel like any of them were overawed See they're sort of cocooned I would imagine mm. and of course they have psychologists and whoever talking to them getting into their head um, and they get very emotional, believe it or not, every time the the national anthem is played. So yesterday was no different. Mm. So I would imagine, and it showed, it lifted them. So the occasion, they weren't overawed by the occasion yeah. because they battled to keep the Aussies out of the game and actually quite disappointed in the, the Aussies. Can you know, the, so when, an hour before kickoff, when the Sam Kerr news comes through, obviously from an Irish perspective, we're all going... Deadly. <laughs> this is class. This is a relief. Not having to deal with a player of that calibre. Is there a flip side to that where, whereby you've prepared for Sam Kerr for so long, you're thinking about Australia with Sam Kerr, and then all of a sudden she's taken out of the equation. Can it be off-putting? Could it be off-putting from an Irish perspective then to be like, OK, well, it's not the Australia we we thought we were preparing for whatsoever. Like, is, is there any negative to be taken from a player of Sam, Ka- Sam Kerr's like quality to, being taken out? If I look, I'd flip that for you and say it more affected the Aussies than it did the Maybe, Irish. Yeah, yeah. And again, she plays in England, so some of the girls know her style and know what to do. But I think the Aussies were more affected psychologically that she wasn't mm. on the pitch. Yeah, because other players had to step that, up. I think, going forward for them, they missed her. But when we were talking about the Aaron Naveen, what was it like for you watching? Like, obviously, mm. all these years that you spent 
you know, getting the girls to, to where they are, a lot of them, and to watch them go out in a World Cup, was it emotional at all? Oh, absolutely. I was just saying to the guys that like, I nearly needed um, a nice bath because I played every position where every player was. You know? <laughs> and that's what happens. You know, you're just so immersed in it. Um, yeah, all around Naveen, it's, it's the same for the girls, same for everybody. Once it's aired, it's very emotional. Mm. You know, we were very emotional. Uh, it was an unbelievable occasion. Chatting earlier as well, Tony Gustafsson, the Australian manager, have been chat- talking the night before about targeting um, an area of Irish weakness, and he'd said he'd, he'd identified an area of Irish weakness. We figured that was Heather Payne's wing, where they kept targeting relentlessly in the first half, but, I mean, dealt with it fairly well. Like, they were clearly trying very specific things, the, the Aussies, but it just wasn't working out. It wasn't because she was also getting support, so yeah. she wasn't isolated on her own out there. And she's great pace. That's mm. one thing that's very noticeable about her. But as I go back to what I said originally, they abandoned going down the wings for straight balls mm. down the middle, which I thought was really extraordinary, mm-hmm. you know, because you've got Little John there and then you have Louise Quinn. You know, yeah. I, I just didn't know what they were trying to get out that type of stuff I didn't know whether they were testing and Mine then of gives. course Brosnan isn't behind and she's a powerhouse yeah yeah. did so you <coughs> make of the Katie McCabe and Hayley Russo ba- battle at many times they oh, were going at it it's, it's a doddle for Katie <laughs> absolute doddle she had her in her she really had her in her yeah. back pocket you know and I mean when, when you need to be aggressive she can, Katie can be very aggressive um, but not in a way that you want to injure the bear. It's just a passion to win the ball, you know. And we're all like that, you know. And it was so vital yesterday because she set the tone. Because if she can do it, everybody else should be able to do it. Having said that, Denise O'Sullivan was for me phenomenal. The ground mm-hmm. she covered, the tackle she put in. I I know at the end players were getting tired because you could see the first touch that wasn't as close as it should be. It was sort of running away from them a little bit. But if you measure that against the amount of work that they did, you could and when you look at the final twenty minutes and they sort of stepped up another gear. Mm. It was just great. I was very proud. Really yeah. proud. Really, really strong performance. The the, the, I guess these games are often decided on one little incident, one little moment, and the penalty incident, uh, Linda. I mean, it was I don't know, it was a little bit naive from Marissa Shiva. Probably, if she had the time back, obviously she wouldn't lay her hands. You see, when you looked at a first, the angle we seen a first, ah, she fell over. She mm. looked as if you know the girl got tied in her in her feet, yeah. you know. Yeah. But if you look at from the other angle. She had her hands on her before it happened, and then they had no choice. No choice. No, no choice. It looked bad. It did, it's unfortunate. Yeah. She didn't mean to do that. Yeah, but it was a penalty. Ah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, was, it was a penalty. You couldn't because they're given penalties for everything now. You know, yeah. it, it can't, if the ball hits off you, it's a penalty. If, if your hand, mm. it's a penalty. So that absolutely obvious. It quite annoys me at times because if you look at the men's game, I mean. To, we put she put her hands on the player. Our men in the men's games, they wrap themselves around the yeah. players, and, and nothing, nothing is given. You know, you have, it's, it's unbelievable. Yeah, the decision making. Yeah, uh, it, was it was very tough for her, and she was in the dugout after, and you could see the tears streaming down her face. And God, you you wouldn't like to be in that position, but hopefully she can, you know, 
take from it in a sense and, and, and move on that these things are going to happen it's football mistakes are going to happen it's just important for her it was her this time yeah. our biggest learnings in life are our biggest mistakes mm-hmm. she will have learned from that I mean in our day you used your body you didn't sort of use your hands but you used your body pretty well mm. do, you know, do mm. you know what I'm saying um, and this hand stuff yeah you can put your hands up not like that, but like that. Yes. You know, and there's ways around it. But it's just unfortunate. It just happened. I, I sort of wondered because why was she in there anyway? This is what we were just talking Covering about. Covering Katie yeah. McCabe is, is what some people were suggesting that, that Katie was slightly out of position. She had to run back. In. I, I don't know is the answer, but it was just one of those things. Very often, if there's, if there's one criticism of the Irish team, it's that sometimes concentration for 90 minutes doesn't happen they can switch off for a minute or two and that's all it takes for a little moment like that mm. and in a World Cup game where you end up losing 1-0 that m- miniature lapse in concentration is all it takes sometimes that's it yeah it's just one little mistake one tiny mistake um, that you are switched off and, and that happens across football it's yeah. not just for us it's for everybody else the the, the bench albeit Abba Barrett didn't uh, leave the bench but even Lucy Quinn I thought was was good when she came on and added something different. She did, yeah, she did. We, I think we had might have had an opportunity with her yeah. when she came on. She, she, when you weigh herself up with um, Larkin, mm. yeah, she was she produced better stuff when she came on. Uh, could be because she's a little bit more experienced. But have, but you have to also add on that we were pushing them, we were pressurising them, we'd released players now, like Katie McCabe now wasn't at the back, she was pushing on, mm. and other players were pushing on. I mean, we so bombarded them that when I was looking at their defenders, they were so happy just to kick the ball anywhere. Just, just clear, it. clear it. Yeah. 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 Do you think the Vera might take anything from that last, say, 15, where they actually were attacking and, as you said, released players? They were allowed to, to go and on the front foot and play. Well, I, no, I think the first call for for Vera is let's defend and maybe we can get a goal on the break. But I, I, it's not my way of playing, like leaving a, a lone player up front. I mean, you'd have to be Pele or Maradona, you know, on your own up there to be able to take three or four players on. Yeah. It's, it's a very tough, lone, lonely place to be. Um, and it's when it changed, and I'm not sure if Vera is going to change again because we have Canada now. Yeah. Canada Olympic champions, yeah, yeah, Olympic champions, you know. But they played Nigeria. Through Nigeria overnight, yeah. nil, nil, which yeah. is a good result potentially for us. Great. You know, yeah, yeah. Just means get something out of the Canada game and then beat the Nigerians. And I just, I didn't see the game. I'm just wondering if the Nigerians were as physical. From what I've heard, apparently so. Um, very, very physical at the back counter-attacking is very very good as well mm. obviously that game was in the middle of the night so I didn't get to watch it myself but the, yeah. Yeah, by and large all the reports seem to be suggesting that that Nigeria were probably good for, for a draw um, Christine Sinclair obviously misses the penalty Yeah, good save for the Nigerian keeper but yeah Jesus we'll take that sort of result all day long we will it's great for us yeah. but Canada I'd say would oh, yeah. not be Didn't happy at us. all yeah not the, be happy there's a theme in the YouTube comments and it's similar to what we're chatting about here uh, Danny Mac one says Ireland are hard to break down but by God we won't be breaking anyone down either need to get McCabe up the field and Richard Melia says no expert but should we not find a way to get McCabe further up the field and more involved her and Denise O'Sullivan are class that, like, yeah. that is the solution yeah. here isn't it well yeah it, it, it's, it was difficult for me to look at the line out and see McCabe so far back. She's she's very good. She'd play in any position for Vera, but it 
doesn't add to our attacking ability when we have to restrict her mm. to where she is, you know, to a defender. Yeah. Um, it doesn't add. Yet, when she is released, the difference it makes... And it also encourages other players to push forward as yes. well. Because we had quite an amount of players forward yesterday on the final push, 10, 15 minutes. I was saying, God, if they, if the Aussies launch a ball down, we're going to be caught. Yeah, because Heather Payne <laughs> yeah. was yeah. Yeah, on that wing. She was bombing forward. Yeah. She yeah. was really effective, but I know what you mean. You're like, I hope I don't get caught in behind now yeah. at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. But no, I think Katie, when she's pushing forward, you really see her, her attributes. Like, she her she pushes, yeah. And when, when we are pushing forward, um, um, what's her name in the middle? Denise. Denise. She sees gaps and spaces yeah. and she can release just the right ball. She can. If you have more yeah. than one player up front. Yeah, well, that that's the thing. On Kira Carusa. Her hold-up play often is very, very good. Mm. So much so that at times you, you saw Neil Fahey and, and Megan Connolly advancing fairly mm. high up because mm. her hold-up play was mm. brilliant. Mm. Um, so, it, but it's as we said this morning, it's tough work for for Carusa because she's alone, up there by herself. Yeah, she's a, she's a lone player up there, and sometimes if we play an early ball, you can't get up there fast enough because the ball is travelling away from you, and you're trying to catch up with the ball and support the yeah. player up front. Uh, yeah, it was quite tough for her yesterday. Yeah. You were watching the match in Daily Mount? Yeah, I was. What fantastic. was that like? The atmosphere was fantastic. And the big screen with my buddies, you know. <laughs> um, it was great. Yeah, it was just great. We were on our, our tops and um, shouting and screaming and roaring. And, you know, it was, the atmosphere was great. It was did, just great. Did you ever foresee a day where this will be happening? Like, uh, of course we foresaw it and eventually down the line we wanted the Irish teams to start qualifying for major tournaments. But it's maybe happened... I want to say ahead of schedule, possibly that that we've got to this point now that there's no turning back. Like you see that we we mentioned earlier, the front page of the Guardian and other papers with young kids, you know, watching the matches at some of these parties and like the impact this is going to have. We probably won't realise or feel until the next generation of players comes along. Well, it, it never would have happened if the Liberty mm. yeah. fourteen or sixteen hadn't sta- yeah. hadn't stood up. It would never have happened yeah. because if you think about it, two years and I'm sure. They went down every possible avenue they could and had no, had no, just couldn't go anywhere. It was the final step. They had to stand up. And that, that was very important. But it took, what, 40 years? Yeah. 45 years, you know? But it made a difference. FAI got behind them. And it just goes to show if the resources are there, what you can do. 100%. And yeah. even look at World Cups. You know, say say the World Cup after the next one, even in whatever eight years' time, like ten-year-olds there, like there's some girls in that uh, that look maybe ten years old, and in, in eight years' time, they'll be Abby Larkin's age. You know, yeah. so like the, the next generation is going to be unbelievable, and even Abby Larkin, yeah, she, like she'll, that's she'll, what I was thinking. she'll be twenty-six yeah. in eight years' time, yeah, exactly, yeah. probably yeah. in her prime. But if, yeah, but if you look at the the Aussie team, I mean, they're not young. They, no. they were quite. No, their bench. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah but, the, but even the players on the pitch, like really, and that's a good age for women. Like it mightn't be for men. I'm not sure why, but mm. for women, for some reason or other, thirties is great. Yeah, you no, know, great yeah. time in life. You don't lose any energy. You actually, get better. Yeah, to be quite honest with you. The, the joy of all this and what the girls have done is all these academies that are coming up. The interest with the girls. I really would now like the FAI 
to get behind the type of futsal skill stuff at a very, very early age because that's the type of skill we need to match yeah. um, the teams that we're playing against because technically on paper and even when you look at them, they are ahead of us mm-hmm. and we need to catch up with them and you can only do it from a small age, a young age where yeah. you're developing those it's types. Technically, isn't it? People were, even this week were talking about the Limerick Hurlers ahead of the, the All-Ireland final this weekend and they're maybe just technically slightly better but the, the smaller skills, it's probably the same with the Irish team. Like if we get to a level where the difference between Ireland and Australia probably is very very small but just the small technical things maybe that they do slightly better than us yeah yeah across across the pitch it's not just in by one or two players it's across the pitch that you do it Um, and it is it it is the thing that makes the difference between you know really top side Mm. do you feel like there's enough buzz about Linda did you feel that yesterday I well there's enough buzz among us Um, (laughs) I'm not sure it is because people talked quite a lot about not having enough buntings up and, mm. you know, the media have done everything they possibly could. It's just the needed. I think people were looking for a visible show by Manon Heron, yeah. you know, to get out there and make sure that they're supporting the girls. Yeah. Before we let you go, Linda, how, how do you see the group going now? Can we get a result against Canada? I'm very positive now. Like the results yesterday with Nigeria and Canada, and the fact that it was just marginal between us and um, Australia. Yeah. So yeah, I'm very optimistic now, mm. and I'm sure the Irish players are. Hundred no. percent. Yeah. yeah, that's the right way to be, isn't it? Yeah. Exactly. No, we love crossed. love to hear love to hear it, Linda. Thanks for for popping in again. You're very welcome. As per usual, Linda Gorman there, uh, Irish legend. OTB AM, the Sports Breakfast Show from Off the Ball.